0: Hello, hello, hello. It is your girl, Rachel Rill, coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support and validation to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship, or perhaps you don't know what's going on, whether you're in it or out of it. I come to you with different topics, different questions that People may have asked me personally or some that come into my email, things like that. I I talk about them to, again, to let you know and confirm you ain't crazy. What you're feeling is more than likely very, very real or you wouldn't be questioning it, right? I am a certified life coach slash relationship mediator, helping people to dissolve different issues that they might um, have in their relationships. You know, some relationships are worth... um, Keeping and then some, it's the end of the road, you know. And you have to protect your peace. So we're gonna get right into today. Um, I'm new at adding something. I'm not sure if that's going on on the bottom or not. The little, um, let's see, just a little information that usually scrolls at the bottom. But nevertheless, I am a relationship coach, just like I said, and I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist anything like that I give you my perspective on these topics as well as my personal experience and some experiences of others and like I said there will be some um, every now and again I get questions that come into my email from the Psychora. people give their responses to them I do the same and now I've kind of uh, kind of transitioned them the, my responses over to my um, or transfer however way you want to say it over to my podcast and I'm all I'm doing my podcast and my YouTube channel together and I'm getting better with the technical stuff. Not all there, but I always say it is important for me, to me, to get you this information. So just bear with me when it comes to the technical stuff, the lighting and all that kind of stuff. I just want to make sure I'm doing my due diligence by helping people out out here with all of this craziness that's going on in our world. And it's about knowledge, 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 because the more you understand about this personality disorder and what it is, what it looks like, you will be able to really, really like call that thing out. I'm telling you, you, it's like a light bulb going off in your head. You will be able to call that thing out and you can kind of like dodge the bullet when it comes time to you know, protect your peace and when somebody's bringing some BS to you, you'll you can spot it head on, you know. You'll know. So, we're going to dive right into today. Just wanted to come by here. I don't know why my light is tripping, so just bear with me. Hopefully, it's acting right. And people on my podcast, I'm doing the YouTube channel at the same time, podcast, YouTube channel. So, um That's why on podcasts, you might not understand why I'm talking about lighting, but it's because I'm doing YouTube as well, podcasters, I mean, podcastees, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, question today is, can I go back to who I was before the narc trauma, before the narcissist trauma? Can you go back to who you were before the narcissist trauma? And I'm going to give my response to that personally? No. And why would you? You know, either way, when, you, when you've when you experienced narcissistic abuse, it's one of those things where you can either learn from it and do better, and I'll go into that, or you can stay there. And obviously, if you've been victimized by a narc, you are not who you were before. And then if it's something that you've learned from, you're not who you were before. Both if you, if you've learned from it, I know, let me speak about myself. And the reason why I say that back again to the question, can you go back to who you were before the narcissistic, uh, abuse or trauma? And I will say for me, I definitely don't want to go back to who I was before the narcissistic abuse, because I didn't know anything about this stuff. I did not know. So everything that I learned, uh, I, I, took from it that's why I'm here Oh, uh, I learned from it that's why I'm able to sit here and help so many other people who were in my shoes who are who's in my shoes you know who's where I once was a year ago or over a year ago now it's one of those things where I didn't know anything about love bomb, and I'm taking people at face value you know I'm not thinking somebody can put on an act and they can act a certain way and maintain it and then switch up and be somebody else. And I thought if that was the case, you know, the old movie called Sybil, where somebody had multiple personalities, I am not thinking people are literally walking around with this with a personality to the point where they have so much emptiness inside of them, you know, that they want to project that onto someone else and make them feel horrible and kind of get like a a thrill out of doing it. Like they're literally seeking calling, which we call it narcissistic supply, supply to fuel themselves with, uh, just to avoid that, or I guess to fill that emptiness that will never be filled because it's something that's within them, you know? So when I look at that, it was such a learning experience, almost to the point where I'm like, thank you, narc ex narc, because I wouldn't have known about any of this. You know, so you begin to identify what gaslighting is. You know, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's uh, between relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's parents, children, whatever the case may be. Knowledge is power. The more you learn about this thing, and I wouldn't have been researching and trying to learn about narcissistic abuse. I have a reason to. But when I got myself involved with someone, and ended up marrying that person. Um, I'm looking at it like I, I committed to the, I was committed to the relationship. So when I began to see things after the love bombing, I was kind of like doing the, started doing some research, like what would make a person switch up? What would make their personality change? What would make an adult shut down, not talk, give you the solid treatment? Even when you're trying to talk, who does that? You're in a relationship you have a problem, let's talk about it. But half of the damn time, it wasn't nothing to talk about because it was all made up. I had no idea until once I learned about it, then it became so, just so normal and natural for me to spot it out with other people. Oh, And not to call everybody a narcissist, but you really just get out of that codependency stage, you know, where you're Just making an excuse for people behavior or that um just kind of like and I'm having uh, like brain freeze right now, but it's just one of those things where you know you no longer give people excuses and you call it out. People will show you who they are, call a thing a thing, you know. If somebody's sitting up there and um what is cognitive dissonance, that's what I was thinking of. Cognitive dissonance. Like just making an excuse when you see when you're seeing stuff knowing full well it doesn't even make sense. Like the crime does not fit the punishment. Why are you not talking? And you gotta keep asking somebody you're in a relationship with and you're grown, full grown adult, and you gotta say, why are you quiet? Why you're not talking? Why you're mad? The majority of the times you don't even know why they are mad. You know, so it's like for me, I had to do the research and mine had a drinking issue as well. I was given a pass to that because I felt like, oh, he's going through something. This is why he drank. It took the pandemic for me to see. No, you really have a problem because I'm around you more. I'm seeing that, you know, you dodge out this house to get to the liquor store so that you can get that drink. And then you come back and you're good, you know, and nothing else mattered. So. That's like your significant other, not me. So it was like just to see certain things when certain choices were being made that didn't make sense for our relationship, for our marriage, Um, looking at the different things, like how can you be so nice? And then all of a sudden you're equally mean, you know, you can say, I love you. I love everything about you. And then next thing you know, you didn't say something about me to somebody else. It could have been my family member talking about me behind my back talking about me to a friend, you know, and then you begin to see who are your friends and who's not your friends. Like that thing is so traumatic, because it touches on so many different areas of your life. And what a narcissist will do is try to isolate, they will isolate you until they have until their mission is accomplished. They will keep trying to Cause issues between relationships, people who you once got along with, and then next thing you know, you're like, Look, I'm going to back up. I'm not going to be friends with that person anymore. Let me focus on my relationship with the narcissist. The narcissist knows exactly what they're doing because after you've done that to all of these people, They're like, great, I got them now. So they're going to go to those people and befriend them. So that's one of the reasons why, again, when you, when it's with this question that came from Cora, um, can I go back to who I was before the narcissist? You're going to be stronger. If you allow yourself to put in the work, you're going to be so much stronger. You're going to be better than you were before. And that's what you want. You want to be better. Because you're going to be, the narcissist got in there in the first place, because nine times out of 10, you were broken, you were vulnerable, you were an empath like me, I can speak for me, vulnerable, empathetic, understanding, loving, caring, just, you know, always seeing the silver lining and everything. And even if you had issues, if I've already committed, I'm thinking of all the nice things you did, which were the things you did during the love bombing phase and they knew they know exactly what they're doing because it's like a deposit you know they're doing all of these nice things because they know when they're ready to screw you over devalue you they can say see what i did so it's all mind games and when you can conquer that and get past that why would you even want to go back i know i'm much more knowledgeable now i'm much more stronger I'm much, I protect my peace. I'm not taking no BS from nobody. I'm not lowering my standards. I set boundaries now. My no means no. It Some things just aren't up for negotiating or compromise. Everything is not a compromise in a relationship when someone's mistreating you, when someone is betraying you, when someone is lying on you, lying to you, cheating on you, stabbing you in the back. Any of those toxic things are not up for compromise or negotiations. It ain't. So why would you even want to go back? You know, take that, that just that whole experience, which is why you can forgive. Because for me, I'm like, thank you, Narc. Because I learned, I know so much more. I even dug deeper to gain more knowledge so that I can help other people. I became a certified life coach so that I can help other people. Because no one can help you more than a person who's actually gone through it. You've lived it and you survived it. Now you can help other people. So I say to that answer, no, you don't even want to. You never will. But it's a good thing if you will allow it to be because you've learned from it, hopefully. Now, the other side is if you have been traumatized and you stay in a victimized state, you keep that victim mentality, then again, you're still not going to be the same. Because again, you've been traumatized. You might have PTSD. You might have, uh, you know, just... You might be angry, short-tempered now. You may have picked up some of those traits. So you got to get yourself some help. Because again, nine times out of 10, you weren't that person before. And now you've become that. So if that is the case, you're going to have to get you some help. And when you get get yourself some help, you're going to be on the side with those of us who are thrivers, you know, who learn from the experience. So I say to that, that question, will I ever be, will I ever uh, go back to who I was before the trauma or before narcissistic abuse. And that answer is no, but let it be a good thing to you. Like it is to me and the other survivors and thrivers. I don't want to be the Rachel I was before narcissistic abuse. Cause I I am so much sharper now. I thought I was sharp then, but I ain't know nothing about somebody coming in with two faces and trying to make you think you crazy. I ain't know nothing about that. You know, now I do. And I can look back and like, oh my gosh, like I'm so vigilant now, like vigilant, because I'm like, okay, there are so many people out here with this personality disorder. And if they're sitting there waiting for somebody to diagnose these folks, you're going to be waiting until you're blue on the face. You got to do your own research. Do your own research and watch the pattern. If You got somebody who's being kind and nice and loving, like to the point where it doesn't even make sense because we all have flaws. You know, this person don't see no wrong in you. They just think you're the best thing since sliced bread. You're everything they ever wanted. You know, they're doing all of these kind things for you, listening to you. They're just doing that for their own gain. It ain't for yours. They're trying to find out everything about you so they can turn around and find a reason to use it against you. They're being so nice and kind. If you have one who's doing a lot of monetary things for you, buying you gifts, getting you out financial bonds, all of that is just to build you up so they can drop you and use it against you so that you can feel guilty when you're ready to hold them accountable for that bs that they're doing toward doing against you or how they're treating you. They know what they're doing. They're feeling like, "Oh, sh- she or he is going to allow me to be this way because I've done so much for them." That's how they think in their mind. So, because of that, once you've gone through this, you know it's all bs. You know it was a mask. You know it was fake. It was all for their own good. And then, yeah, sure, I can speak like this now, but it was hard to wrap my brain around the fact that I was in love with a fake person. I was in love with myself. And I had to look at myself because I'm like, how did I get here? How did I get got? How did I get bamboozled into this situation when I considered myself a very sharp intelligent woman. So, not to mention, it wasn't my first rodeo. It was my second marriage. So, I ain't never dealt with nothing like that. So, I ain't even see it coming. I just thought the man was a very nice man, he had good quality traits. He had some flaws. You know, there was some situ- there was a situation that he had dealing with the court system prior to us really getting close, which is why dealing with some DUI stuff, which is why he didn't appear to be an alcoholic to me but once that situation got resolved and the probation was up all the drinking started and then it got heavier and heavier and heavier it wasn't nothing new I'm sure he did all of that before I came the picture all of his friends and family they knew people know how these people are who knew them before you so again my head goes off to the narc because again I learned from it I'm much sharper I'm out here helping other people and I wouldn't dare be able to do this had I not gone through it. So I say to you, those of you who are still struggling, trying to just regain your self esteem, your, your confidence, your motivation, anything that you lost, because I'm sure if you've really, if you're really involved with a narcissist, you have lost some stuff, be, be honest with yourself. Whether it's confidence, self-esteem, friendships, money, jobs, you've lost some things if you've been involved with a narcissist because they will suck every piece of energy and life you have in you. They ain't going to stop until they do it. You got to be the one to be like, look, no more, no more. Because even if they discard you, they'll hoover you back in if they feel they can. And then if you discard them, you might deal with guilt like I did and went back numerous times. Divorced him, married him again, all kinds of stuff. So I felt felt like I was losing my mind. So the most I could do was remove myself, go no contact. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want anything to do with you. Not in a bad way, but I took that energy and put it on myself. I'm focusing on Rachel right now. Everything was about me for that year. Because I had to do some serious soul searching to be like, how did I end up here? Bump him. Now that I understand his disorder, his personality disorder, let me find out what was going on with me that even allowed me to think that any of that behavior I accepted was okay. And then I had to forgive myself. I had to stop beating myself up and give myself credit that I finally came to reality and got out of there. So I'm here to help you guys to do the same thing. Again, those of you who are experiencing narcissistic abuse and you're still struggling, like, okay, am I going to go back, you know, to how I once was? You don't want to go back to how you once was. You don't want that because that's how the narcissist got in there. You want to be stronger. You want to be wiser. You want to be better. You know, you want to be able to call this thing out so you don't get yourself involved with another one. So take the experience that you have experienced, learn from it and use it as a stepping stone to the, to, to the, to the next level. Cause that's where you are now. You are at the next level. If you, or those of you who are not, and you're still struggling, you'll get to the next level. So that person who asked that question and Cora, it's, should you come across my video or podcast use that as, you know, you you don't want, and those of you who have the same question, you don't want to go back to who you were before your trauma with the narcissist. You don't want to go back to who you were with any trauma that you've gone through. Because if you've gone through something and you've lived through it, that oath or the, the saying that we've heard before, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. So... Who wants to go back into a burning house? You don't want that. You know, and when you're involved with a narcissist, that's like a burning hell. It's like a burn going into a burning house. Why would I want to go back there? And whatever led me to run into a burning house, why would I want to be her again? No, I don't want to be her again. I want to be the, the she who I am now. That's who I want to be. I want to be who I am now and more, learning more. Just being there's so much knowledge, you know, that I've gained just from that experience because I wouldn't have I would have been green, call it naive, whatever, at 52 years old, not knowing because you are not going to know something if you don't experience it. So as a Christian and me wanting God to use me, I feel that that was a situation that I had to go through. So, again, you learn to forgive You learn to move on because it's not about the narcissist. It's about you. You know, you have to think enough about yourself to say, if you're still in it, to say no more. No more will I accept someone mistreating me, abusing me. I will never go back to that place again. And that's who you were before the trauma. Someone who allowed someone to do something to you, especially if you have control over it. You know, I'm referring to situations where you've had, where you have, you had control over that, but you thought more of them than you did yourself. And if you're having trouble dealing with that, then you're going to have to get yourself some therapy, get into some counseling, coaching, whatever that looks like for you, but get yourself some help because no one deserves to sit around and allow someone to mistreat them. Even if it's in the workplace, if you're experiencing narcissistic abuse in the workplace, Again, you gotta ask yourself, you know, what can I do? Should I change, you know, do I need to add some skills to my resume? What can I do to get myself out of the, a situation where I'm somewhere where someone does not want, to, want me to be? There are too many jobs out here, too many different opportunities that you don't have to stay somewhere. Sure, you might not be able to do it overnight, but start the process, start somewhere that you can say no more because your peace of mind is so important. Without it, you'll be all over the place. So I'm gonna wrap this up now. I've been talking long enough. And back to the question, I keep looking over here because it's on my notes. Can you, can you go back to who you were before the narcissistic trauma or abuse? And my answer is you don't want to and no, you will never go back to who you were, he or she, Prior to that, but that's a good thing. Okay, it's a really, really good thing because now you're more intelligent, you have more self awareness about yourself. You have, like, you just had to dig deep because of that experience about learning more about yourself and just getting wiser and regaining your power and your strength to never ever allow anyone to mistreat you, abuse you, take advantage of you ever ever again. I love you much. Your girl, Rachel Real is out. Peace and blessings to you. Bye.